Good. It's hitting the right spots. That's what I needed. Hello, and welcome to Dinner Views. I'm Matthew Francis, and this is the show where I get to cook a dream dinner for my fascinating friends here in Hollywood, and then interview them about their life, their career, and their points of view on the world. Today, my guest is one of those people that you can't help but love. He's had a whole career before he kind of grew to popularity on BuzzFeed and Paralike, but since then, he's done hilarious videos where he tries crazy different challenges and experiences, and he always can do a sketch like nobody else, and he always makes me smile. So please welcome Gadiel. Damn, that was good. You know, I tried. That I was tried. so good. I was you know, like, thank you, buddy. Of thank course. you for having me. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to be here. And I'm here. I'm uh, super excited to support you and your channel. Make sure you guys keep supporting Matthew. Like, this dude is the real deal. Okay? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And what's nice is, so we have a lot of people in this room. It's myself, Gadiel, yeah. his sister, Andy, as well as my good friend, Cohen. And because there's all those people and lights and food and ovens, it's very hot in here, so we actually have a fan running. So if you, if you hear that, we apologize. Um, okay, so, Gadiel, I kind of gave like a little bit of like a career little yeah. introduction to you, but there's a lot that people may not know about your personal life. So can oh. you give me, before we kind of get into the whole interview, just give me like a little abridged life story okay. of Gadiel. How'd you get from like childhood to here? All right, uh, damn, that's a, that's a long <laughs> they're, one. They're always shocked. I, when I was born, I was born in New York City, Harlem hospital it was snowing that day i'm messing with you i ain't gonna go all the way back no i was born and raised in new york i'm from harlem um at, at that time i was working for gnc selling vitamins and stuff like that oh. but i lived in a dangerous neighborhood mm. so even though i worked for gnc and sold vitamins people always try to get me to do things that i, w I didn't ever want to be a part of so i was like i'm gonna get out of here so i joined the navy yes so i remember i, re I remember there was a dude that was like yo i found out who killed my dad he was like, I want you to take care of it. I was like, no, I can't do that. I could give you vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, I joined the Navy. Uh, I was aircraft director for uh, four and a half years. Wow. You know, I did a couple of tours. I was part of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, so I, I launched aircrafts, uh, F-18s from the aircraft carrier. Okay. Well, I, you have to explain what that is to me. I don't even know what that is. That, is that like the actual, like... The biggest boat, like the biggest oh, ship. Shit. Like, okay. yeah. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, you got my military shit on. Oh like, yeah. No, I didn't. This is Sara. Oh. <laughs> this is Sara. <laughs> he was once function and heroic. Now he's just fashion. Yeah, just solid. <laughs> After I left the navy, I started doing stand up. Yes. And when I was doing stand up, my ex girlfriend was like, "Yo, you funny. You should do videos online. That's what new comedians do." Mm. And I'm like, "Mommy, you right? I'm funny, <laughs> right?" And I started doing my own videos yeah. online. And uh, Buzzfeed found out about me. And they're like, come on, you know, we want you to work for us. And then that's how come I got hired and I ended up in Pedal Light. And how long ago was that? That was three years ago. Damn. Three years ago. Has so it gone by fast for you? It's bound, it's, yeah. yeah. It, it goes so fast. Yeah. The days go so fast. You wouldn't, I was 18 last year. Can you believe that? That just means you're living your life well, Gadiel. That's fun. Oh. It's oh. busy, right? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Let's tell them your life story. Okay, well, basically, okay, so went to culinary school. Okay. Um, worked in restaurants. I made same kind of thing. Like I was, I was loved video, and I loved the kind of like performing. So yeah. I made food videos while I was in college. Uh -huh. And BuzzFeed saw those, and they reached out and said, "Hey, like we have a new food brand called Tasty. Do you uh -huh. want to like work for us? Um, send an application." And I did, yeah. and then I graduated and started as an intern. I a little background uh, about Matt and I. Yes. Uh, you know, you did uh, a video for Haiti mm -hmm. at that time, 
And we, Julissa and I found out about it. Yeah. And there was something, uh, Dominican Independence Day was coming around the corner. Yeah. And Matt, you were the only person in Tasty that was trying out a new format especially celebrating other history. So, yeah. you know, I want to thank you for doing that, but he was the only one that stepped out of the box of just doing hand, uh, 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 what is it, top down? Yeah, top down, like hands and pans videos. Hands yeah. and pans, so you wanted to add more character to it. You want to add yes. more theme, more. And you also want to add people of color, too. Yeah. So we uh, thank you for that. Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, well, and thank you guys, because honestly, like, we, you know, we couldn't do it by ourselves. We only had so many people of color that were Tasty producers. Yeah. And we just wanted, we, we knew we had so many talented people on our team and at BuzzFeed that really had so many good stories to tell. Yeah. And so we were like, well, Jalisa and Gadiel, are, not only are they Dominican and have a lot of personal history to share, they're also just like, bunch of fun thank you, so thank we you. knew that like if we put you do both in a video it would do well and it'd be great and yeah that was um mongo con los tres copes yeah. and you can look at it now anywhere yeah. Yeah. and it's it's a blast yeah i think i think uh, it did like over 13 million views or something yeah right? on facebook it, it was like ended up being over like 20 million views and on youtube it's like almost near a million now i think and thank all, you for representing us yo you a real one son you know what i try and also that recipe is really good from their families yeah you have to make it uh, yeah yeah especially you know because I was part of it. Especially the salami, right? The salami, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so now, so before we kind of get into any more food stuff, we have um, a game, okay? So I think a really great way to get to know someone is through, like, their types of food they enjoy, okay? Okay. And I know you love, like, competition and trying to win. Yeah, yeah. So this game... Julissa and I are like that. We just compete versus each other, you know? That's my home homie. I love that girl. Miss her. She, um, you're gonna like hearing this because she's currently the reigning champ of this game. Oh no way! Yeah, so basically, I'm not surprised. It, yeah, it's called <laughs> it's called fast food favorites. Okay. And you have to like, basically grab one of the names and read it off. So spice, and you like tell me what your favorite spice is. Okay. Right. So like, let's say like I don't know pepper, and then you would like do all of them, and you'd keep going, and your goal is to get as many as you can in one minute. Jaleesa has 24. That's like the best so far. Wow. And let's say if I, let's say if I say spice, I could say like adobo. Yes. Perfect. I'm gonna mix these up. I'm gonna put a minute on the clock, okay? And this, your goal is to beat every other guest here, okay? Mm -hmm. That's your goal. That's right, son. Me zen. Mm. Are you ready? I'm ready when you are. Three, two, one, go. Leg like legumes, so like some kind of bean or lentil. What's your favorite bean or lentil? Oh, uh, black beans. There you go. Burger topping, uh, bacon. Nice, Damn, nice. I'm slow. <laughs> Junk food, McDonald's. Meat, bistec, which is uh, yep, steak. Nut, uh, nut. I don't like any nuts. We go get it. What cashews? Very. Ooh, yeah. cashews. Great choice. Cheese, Dominican cheese. Ooh. Fruit, plátano. I think it's a fruit. Mm -hmm. It is a fruit. Yeah. Last supper, uh, oxtail. I did have oxtail. I'm be honest. <laughs> Seafood. Uh, shrimp, even though I'm allergic to it. Mm. Uh, bread, uh, wheat bread. Mm. Actually, no, pan sobao, which is like soft bread. You know what I mean? Spice, adobo. Uh, fish, uh, uh, fuck. Fried fish from Dominican Republic. There you go. That's it. Good job. What, is that? what was the fish? It's chillo. What's it fried? Is it it's fried. It's a snap with the red snapper. Oh. Yeah. 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 Is there some kind of like sauce or something on the side with it? Uh, uh no. Um, they. You know how they they see they deep fry it. They yeah. season the top. They cut it in between and they stuff seasoning within inside the fish. Whoa. So it's the north. I think it's called the northeast red snapper. 
and it's uh -huh. so good. It sounds and good. if you go to the the beaches in Dominican Republic, that's what you order. Okay, it's just yeah. a, a staple. That's the staple. Amazing. And you get it with some batata, which is sweet potato. Yo, for real, yo. A sweet and salty. Yo, I take this dude to Dominican Republic, he's gonna love it. I would love that. So let's, let's count how many go. you got. Let's go right now. Just leave. Okay, perfect. Let's go on a plane right now. Um, okay, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Definitely not. That's like middle of the road, I would say. We've uh, had yeah. some worse ones, I'll be honest. But um, you, you put pressure on me. That's all right. <laughs> it's, it's all for fun. But yeah. see, the whole point, like, you know, it's fun to win or lose or whatever. But what's really important is that we kind of got to learn a little bit about you. Because, like, okay. you wouldn't have mentioned the fish before that. Okay. Would you, right? Without that. So, perfect. Good job. Oh, also, I forgot. Let's get you oh, some wine. Oh, yes. Yes. Now you're talking my language. Perfect. <laughs> Say when. Went all the way up. Uh, 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 there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Cheers. Salud. Salud. To your success. Thank you, and to yours as well, my friend. This um, is a good ass wine, for real. Thank you. You know, Yo, I try. I know you what got I'm good. Doing. You you got good taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got all of it. No, it's fine. I have plenty of wine. Trust me. And also, it'll go really good with the food later too, which is great. And now next, we're gonna kind of continue to get to know you a little bit more and um, ask you some questions from social media. Okay. 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 Luckily enough, one of the first questions we, that we got on social media is, "Does Gadiel have any siblings?" I do. Let's let's rave about your sister. My sister, my sister's here. I love her to death. You know, she's uh, the only one that's my mother and father as well. She's just like me. She acts like me. She talks. She laughs like me. So it's just it's crazy to have somebody else that's just like me. Uh, I love all my sisters and brothers. I have nine. Whoa. Nine, yep. My family loves fucking. <laughs> That's right, son. Dominicans fuck a lot. Okay. And another person from YouTube asked, uh, how has growing up with sisters influenced the way you treat women? Because you have all the sisters, right? Uh, since I'm, yes. I have like five sisters. So I'm very protective of my sisters. So uh, when I treat, when I, when I interact with women, I always have a different perspective because I want my... Every, I talk. I talk to my sisters every day. Yeah. So I'm very protective over my sisters. So if a man treats them a certain way, I'm very pro woman. I'm pro anything. You know, pro LGBT because mm -hmm. he, my sister's the one that got me into that. Because I'm, and I fight for my sister. I'm my sister's keeper. So the way I treat uh, women is the way I would love my sisters to be treated. Very respectful, yeah. respected. Uh, uh, you know, and also like knowing that they have their own power. You know, yeah. I grew up in a household where women are strong, yeah. you know, uh, we have problems with being vulnerable. Yes, because we grew up uh, in a Latin household where it was hard to be vulnerable. Yeah. But we working on it every single day. Yeah. Okay. What would you say, like when it comes to like, vulnerability, like what are the things that maybe you're most vulnerable about? Like what are those like things you're trying to get through? Uh, being more open, mm. you know, like uh, I want to be able to cry in front of people. I don't cry. Mm. I, I don't. I'll be like. I'm like, damn, that was emotional. I almost cried. Oh, you see one tear, like, oh, that's it, and then I stop. Yeah. So I would love to be able to have the freedom to be like, okay, be emotional in front of somebody. Yeah. You know? Are you like, are you afraid that you'd be judged, or what are you afraid of? I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I just stop myself. Like, when I was a kid, uh, I would cry, and my yeah. father was like, men don't cry. Yeah. And then you ever see me cry? I was like, no. Yeah, when you drunk, <laughs> you just sit there and you cry, right? But I remember when I was a kid, he told me that. He's like, you never seen your master Xi'an 
crying because she I don't, I used to do karate too. Another fun fact. Whoa. Like, right? But he was like, if he cries, he goes into the bathroom, slam himself against the wall and do whatever you got to do. But outside, nobody will ever see him cry. You never see me cry and stuff like that. He was like, men don't cry. So when wow. he instilled that in me, yeah. so I was like, and my mom is a tough one too. So she yeah. hardly cries too. You know, How many times have you seen mom cry? Barely. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. Wow. Well, see, I think it's really interesting because all the times when it comes to like conversations of like, I mean, we're kind of getting off topic, but I love it. So it's fine. Um, you know, when it comes to, like like feminism and mm -hmm. like you know equal rights, sometimes we always you know because it's important to like build women up. At the same time, men are kind of kept in a prison of like mm -hmm. their own emotions, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it, I think it's not until like feminism is everyone being equal. So it's not until men are able to feel vulnerable and able to express their emotions, yeah. you know, um, healthily uh, and like happily and like truthfully, that are we really both equal? Because That's true. you know we don't we don't want to only build women up so that. And then men still be like trapped in in all their own feelings. You know, yeah, I think yeah. it's important to, um, yeah, be vulnerable. And I think it's hard because we a lot of us are raised that way. You know, yeah. you, you can't cry, you can't be feminine, yeah. you can't like what girls like, yeah. you can't show kindness. Like even that, sometimes people are like you have to always be stone faced. Stone faced, yeah. yeah. And then we also we grew up in uh, in an area that when you walk down the street, people are looking at you. Mm. And so you have to walk a certain way. You have to demand a certain type of respect and attention so people could respect you in these streets. So they want to fuck with you. Yeah. They see you crying there right away. They want, they're like, oh, this guy's weak. Yeah. Or they'll go, on, go in and attack you. So it's like, it, show, it was like these neighborhoods were a, a hub of like, it, showed, it, it trained you to show no weakness. Am I right, Dana? Yeah, right. She's right there. She could test for me. Uh, do you want to come in and say, say hi? Say hi. Sure. This is his sister. She's wonderful. Already, right? right? She's nice to meet you. Hi. That's my life right there. Yes. You know what I mean? I think um, him as an adult, he's more em empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I see that. What, was he like a hard kid? Yeah. Yeah. I was like trained always every day. I woke up at the jumpy jacks. I would run outside at 5 o'clock in the morning. I was in boxing back in the day. I won third place in the Junior Olympics. That's another thing you didn't know about me. <laughs> well, one thing that yeah. now I'm curious about is like since your sister said that you've kind of become more empathetic as you've gotten older, do you think that's probably been because like maybe for the last three years you've worked with a lot of people that maybe are different than you and maybe are a lot more open yeah, and vulnerable? Because yeah. obviously it, maybe it's easier for you to be vulnerable at BuzzFeed than it would be at like in the Navy, right? Uh, actually, Buzz, BuzzFeed was uh, a catalyst to understand feminism and, and political correctness a lot more. When I stepped into BuzzFeed, I was like, everybody's sensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't stand, and I didn't understand uh, the other side. But I, then afterwards, when I got to know everybody, yeah. I got to know a whole lot. There's a lot of things about women that didn't know women went through. Yeah. And I learned that through BuzzFeed, yeah. you know? So I feel like working in that environment, yes, opened me up and wanted to become more vulnerable, understanding the other side. And masculinity, they talk about masculinity and femininity all the time. Yeah. And being gender neutral, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. You know, trans uh, uh, trans folks, yeah. you know, I did not know their struggles. Why? What is that? Yeah. Makes sense? Now, yeah. before I was like, I don't get it. I don't care about no damn bathroom. Now I'm like, yo, you, you use whatever bathroom you want. Like, and now I'm like cheering, like I'm understanding, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, of course, you know, the environment, LA, the progressive movement, and and you know the, everybody that uh, and uh, you know at Buzzfeed really opened up my eyes to this new world. Yeah. And now I understand it. I was able to learn because of the space. Yeah. You know. Well, that's nice. Yeah. And also, I feel like um, I think that's a good 
first step of you even um, being vulnerable in accepting that because I yeah. think you could have come and you could have never changed. You could have been mm-hmm. like, I don't want to change. And the, f- the fact that you want to be vulnerable is like in itself really special. And the fact that she's seen growth, I mean, that just means that you're going to keep growing. Which yeah, that which, which is nice. Yeah, the, I, I have to th- give thanks to my team, especially Curdy. Curdy will be like, we don't say that. Yeah. You know, uh, Maya will always be like, Gadiel, we don't say that out here. That's not, not something you say. This is why you don't say this. Yeah. And Curdy was very patient. A lot of people, like, signed me off. They canceled me so quick. But Curdy was the only one that was like, Gadiel, can you come over here? You don't say these things because this is why you don't say it. Because it's offensive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah. You know? And also, one thing I want to say is, um, and I've said it a million times before, of all of BuzzFeed's, like, sub-channels and everything, Paralyte is my favorite because you guys have the funniest sketches. Thank it's like, you. I think some of the best content. And that's why I think almost all of you have been on here, like uh, Maya, Julissa, Curly, and you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, most of the main ones, at least. You should have got me first. I, I well, thought we had a special bond, though. We do, we do. I just, I think um, Julissa, she was like, you know, I don't want to get into, like, when she had to leave and everything, but... We, I had like, there were certain schedules, but I'm glad you're here now. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm taking all your wine. Yes. It's all for you, my friend. This is good ass wine, man. Wow. Where you got it at? My rule for wine is never under $10, because that's like when they're going to like go really, really, really sugary and, and other things. Yeah, yeah. But um, if you're going super, super high, it's also like, you don't need that. You don't yeah, need yeah. to have fancy wine because it's just like the brand name you're paying yeah. for. So like, I like a good middle of the range and you want to, so this is like, you said you like a red blend, right? Yeah, Which yeah. is really good. Yeah. But when you have like one type of grape, Cabernet Sauvignon, right? Like it's um, a more pronounced singular flavor. Damn. Y'all were listening? <laughs> There's some shit right now. Good interview. A little bit of wine knowledge. Wine knowledge. Um, I didn't know none of that shit. Uh, let's do one more, one I'm last forget question. forget all that shit tomorrow. Yeah. Honest, <laughs> honestly, I lost a lot of what I learned in culinary school. Right. It just goes. Um, but we simply just did talk about Paralyte. What's your favorite character you've played on Paralyte? Because you've done a lot of them. I've done a lot of them. I think of being a uh, Latino dad. I love yeah. being a Latino dad. People see me as the dad of the team. Yeah. Uh, they're like, yeah, you're such a dad. And plus, I got the dad bod. So I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. I'm also ready to be a dad. So any candidates out there... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you wanna find a man, have a good baby. Gotta yell your guy. Yeah, I'm buying real estate. I got medical insurance. I got a retirement fund. I got everything. Dental plan. Whatever you need, girl. He's prepared. Our kids could go to college for free. You saw that? That's a, that's very important, y'all. Yeah. Student debt. Oh my God. Don't even get me started. That's a win. Yeah. They, they're gonna be short though. <laughs> Fun size. Fun size. <laughs> Ooh, yep, they're gonna be in front of the line in school. <laughs> and they, all the class pictures, they're right up front. They're right in front. They hold the sign. That's the good part. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And now it's time for the food. Oh, Are you ready? Oh, 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 oh. <clears throat> so basically, we have to warm it up, but oh, um, when I serve it to you, right, I'm like dishing the food for you. So this segment is called Dream Dish. So while I'm dishing the food, you're going to dish for us um, like either a secret that you've never told anyone before. Okay. Or something that the world should know. So you think on that. I'll be right back, okay? The secret that I never told anybody. Oh my God. Oh my God. So here's the food. You don't have to do a kind of. Oh my God. Here is the pastelone. Oh yeah. We have three slices, because I yeah. knew you probably would want a lot. And we have some um, fried plantains, and we have some rice, and just like a little bit of a salad on the side if you want some veggies. I could do that. You know, I hardly do salad, but. 
<laughs> Look at her. <laughs> I wish you could just pants to see her. <laughs> you know me. Okay, and here's some rice. Yo, so while I'm while I'm dishing the food for you, Gadiel, you have to tell us what's your um your secret you're gonna dish for us. All right. So I've been crazy. I'm, I'm I love them, but I love Latin music. But there's this one guy that nobody pays attention to. I feel like, okay. and he doesn't get like the mainstream credit. But he's so great, such a great rapper. Um, uh, I'm I'm fascinated by him. I love his music. He's dark like me. He's Dominican. Like, uh, his name is Musicologo El Libro. You know, so I don't know how to say that in English. But yeah, Musicologo El Libro. Great, great underground artist. Okay. He's just like, but he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Can we find his music on like iTunes or Spotify? Or yeah, you that? can find okay. his music on iTunes Perfect. or Spotify. If you look for look him up. Listen to Tea Chang or Limonada Coco remix. Oh yeah. wow! I, I just I gave you guys a gift right now. Enjoy it. Listen to this man. This guy is great. I go on stage every time I go on stage. Actually, I I listen to uh, Limonada Coco. Like okay. I started it within eight seconds, so I just listen to that. Ooh. Let's see. Let's see how good Matt did. We'll see. How do you learn how to do this? Pinterest, Pinterest? Um, no, um, different websites online, and then also, do you remember Keanu? Keanu from Tasty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did, um, a six plantain recipe video for Tasty, and one of her friends who's Dominican came in and made pestalone. So, I kind of based off but of that. Should, they should have told me. True. Nobody told me that. Wow. It's good. It's hitting the right spots? It's really the right spot. I, I need it. That's what I need it. Mm, this is on point. Now, growing up, did your mom make it? Did your family make it? Did you make it? How did you have it growing up? I don't think mom ever made pastelon. Mm. So usually at parties, Dominican parties, somebody will bring a big ass pastelon, and it'll be, it's the best thing ever. It's like heaven on earth, you know? The sweetness on top, the the meat in the middle is like, it's like eating lasagna, but you're eating a platano lasagna. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm. So, um, yeah, mostly at parties. Every time we go to a party, I have pasta alone. But the thing is, my mom never made it. So every time I go home, I don't think my mom, I don't think my mom knows how to make it. You think she knows how to make it? But it's I don't know. It's hard to find pasta alone. That's one. Even in New York, it's hard to find pasta alone. It's not like they have it in a lot of places. Mm. The only place I try pasta alone are in like in parties, like family parties, mm. and it's some that does. So it's like it's not every day I get to eat this. Gotcha. I don't know how to make it. I'll be honest with you. I never made it. Well, when the video is done, I'll yeah. send it to you. No, this is delicious, though. Mmm. Let's go more into some of your backstory. So, you said you got into the Navy to kind of, like, kind of escape where you were. Yeah. Because it was hard for you in New York and all that kind of stuff. What are some of the best lessons you've learned in the Navy? Um, wow. Uh, what I learned in the Navy is I was able to... To travel the world, see different cultures. I got to see t Singapore at a young age. I, I saw twelve different countries, Whoa. so I think that was really cool. Uh, I was able to have thick skin, you know. Like that's got my, you know. In, in the military, we talk a lot of shit. Yeah, we joke around, we we play around with each other, and we we like we have thick skin because we're able like to joke on each other. That's how I, every time somebody makes fun of me, I'm able to laugh. Yeah, and in the military. We drink and we talk shit. That's what we do. <laughs> That's all we what do. What a great pastime. Yeah. So I'm I'm lucky that at a young age I was able to see twelve different countries, experience different cultures, different languages, 
Uh, it's just like that's what I learned from the Navy. I know I know a lot about Japan. I know the food that is in China. Mm. You know, I ate, uh, food is different in Hong Kong than there is in China. You know, Singapore, Malaysia, even going to Hawaii. Hawaii, even though it's the same country as ours, but it's still different. It's a different style. It's a different culture. Yeah. How long were you in every of the countries? Uh, we were there for a short amount of time, even though it was like three to four days, sometimes okay. a week. Uh, but either way, it's enough. Yeah, it's like a very immersive. It's very immersive. It's enough to go out there, have fun, party. Yeah. And I also learned that people dance salsa all over the world, y'all. That's right, son. So you could fit in anywhere. Yeah, I was dancing salsa all over the damn place. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these people who are watching that already follow you on Instagram, but you will see him dancing and having a ball all the time on there. I'm living my best life, son. Yes. <laughs> okay, but then, so like, what were some of the hardest moments for you when you were still in the Navy? Like, I'm sure oh. there must have been like some crazy days. Yeah, working 20 hours a day. Oh, man. We worked 20 hours a day. We, we worked in the cold. Uh, I was one of the first responders in the tsunami that happened in Japan. Wow. It was freezing, freezing cold when we got there. It was ridiculous. Hmm. And it was scary to know that there's victims out there in the freezing cold, you know? Um, uh, working 20 hours a day is exhausting. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot on your body. That's why I'm going to have bad knees. And um, another hard thing, I would say, I think that I would say that's it. Okay. You know? Uh, not being able to see my family. My, my sister, unfortunately, one of my sisters passed away. And it was hard to get there on time because I was in Thailand, mm. you know? Wow. So um, just seeing family with family emergency is hard to, like, leave and be there on time. It was weird. It was a weird feeling because we, I was like, yeah, Thailand. And then I found, then I found out about, you know, our, our sister and that we had to fly out. And she's doing really bad. So now I had to fly out of Thailand. Stay in Thailand. I had to go to Bang. Actually, I was in Phuket. And I had a flight to Bangkok all by myself, so I didn't know nobody. Oh, shoot. So I was walking around Bangkok for a day by myself, not knowing the language, not knowing anything, because I had to wait to get a passport, an American passport. Oh, my God. So when they got and me... lines, I'm assuming, and, like, oh, bureaucracy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't even... But imagine. they did the whole process for me, the American embassy. They did help me out. Okay. But when I, I was walking out and about, and you see people looking at me like, are you lost? You know, like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But then, uh, no, I made it back. I flew back. Um, my friend Jose helped me out. He's mm -hmm. running for Congress now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here in town or where? In, in San Diego. Oh, working, wow. Running for Congress. He's a progressive. Love you, Jose. Shout out. Show him some love. Um, and so then after you, uh, the Navy, you started stand-up comedy. What are some of like, the best lessons, or, like the craziest stories from the stand-up comedy world? You're still doing it. I've seen like I clips, and I know you like post them now and again, and that's yeah. always great. I do. I don't really post on my Instagram because I don't like people that know me or fans of mine coming to see a show and them laughing because they like me. Got it. You know. You want it to be real. Yeah, I like it to be real. So I do a lot of bar shows, like rugged places, and I love that. I love going up first. I like biting the bullet. I like nobody knowing me. You know what I mean? Because I feel like when I get them to laugh there, I'm like. Okay, this shit was actually really funny. Right. You know, I don't want to be like this big influencer guy that does tours and right. does stand up and it's not funny. Right. Makes sense. So, um, comedians are the toughest people I know. Yeah. You know, you have funny. you have to be a little mentally crazy to be a comedian, a stand up comedian. 
You have to go on stage even when you don't want to. Right, right, right. You could have a bad day. Mm -hmm. Something happened with your family. And you have to step up in front of a stage and make people laugh. No matter what. Even if you don't feel like it, you don't have the energy to. Yeah. You have to go up there to make a stranger laugh that probably don't even like you. Yeah. Did you have like a really bad day where you were on stage and like... Everybody does. And yeah. whoever says they don't, they're, they're not really comedian. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, yeah. I, I feel like everybody has had a bad day. You need to bomb. Yeah. You need to bomb to get better. Yeah. That's how you know a joke does not work. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, but I love, I love stand-up. I hate it when I'm going to go and do it. But when I do it and I get off that stage, I'm like, this is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. There's no quitting. There's no... This this is this is going to stop one day. No, it's never going to stop. I'm hooked. Yeah. It's a drug. Yeah, I bet like it feels like when the whole room just like roars oh with laughter, I bet it's good. It's the best feeling mm. ever. And you, and then you know that you created this. Yeah. You're commanding attention to a room. You're the leader of this room. Mm -hmm. And then people are roaring, laughing because you control that you made that happen i think that's the most beautiful thing but you have to be kind of semi-crazy because you have to go on stage up to places where people don't like you yeah you have to bomb over and fail over and over and eat shit. you're literally driving hours to eat shit and yeah. drive back and go home and go to sleep so that's like a lot of uh, comedians suffer from depression because you have to be a special kind of person to yeah. do this type of lifestyle and it's funny because I've also found like a lot of some people that are really funny, like, you know, had a hard childhood or yeah. like, suffered through depression, like you said. And I think the reason why they cope with that through laughter is because not only are they trying to make themselves feel better and, and, mm -hmm. and have more enjoyment, they're trying to make everyone else feel really happy too. Because mm -hmm. they want to make themselves and other people feel better than how they're feeling. Yeah. Which I think is really like noble and, you know, admirable. Admirable at the same time. Yeah. Every company I talk to, they were like, we don't know what we're doing. This. <laughs> we, we don't know we think about quitting all the time but we still do it there's no going back yeah. that's it uh, have you met like I'm sure you've met like a lot of like great like people from mm -hmm. uh, comedians or uh, from the com comedy world do you have like any like inspirations in that field uh, my inspiration is of course the top dogs which is Richard Pryor mm. um, Richard Pryor uh, Chris Rock Kevin Hart Dave Chappelle because those are old school guys, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of great women comics. Ida Rodriguez, I'm a uh, like she's my idol, mentor. Like she's a hero to me. Uh, we don't give enough credit to women comics, yeah. and women comics are dope out as fuck. Yeah, like Ali Wong. Oh. Well, Ali Wong is one of the best female comics out there. Yeah. Like she's both great. both of her specials were great. She's a veteran in the game. She knows that she's funny. Like she understands her voice and her comedy. Like. You know, and Aida Rodriguez, please look up Aida Rodriguez. She's amazing. Okay. I'm also, uh, I go on stage a lot with Michelle Stevenson. She's, you know, half German, half uh, Chilena. Okay, cool. So she's amazing. Also a great comic. She's going to be great in the future. Trust me. Every time I go on stage, every time I go do a show, I'm there. I'm with Michelle. Mm. Okay, I'm yeah. Michelle. She's like your comedy like partner almost. My comedy partner. Love it. Yeah. My partner in crime. Mm. She's oh. a straight up hustler. Those are, those are the best people. People that work hard, work don't hard. give up, right? You, yeah. just, you gotta love those people. Also, you, actually, there's also like this comedian that's also been having my back and mentoring me. Not to see. So, and if we don't show, uh, there's not a lot of uh, gay comedians out there too. Stand-up comics. Yeah, right. And it's hard to be, uh, uh, and I'm not speaking for him, but I know like just the, the Latino culture, but being Latino and gay, you know, oh, yeah. just being, just you have that extra pressure. But he's also been a person that's been mentoring me. You know, every time I go on stage, he, he 
pulls me off off to the side. He was like, listen, you need to work on this. You need to work on that. Why you didn't go there? He chooses my ass when he needs to chew my ass. And then, and then I take it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need to have people like that on your corner that, that are rooting for you and believe in you. So yeah. Narciso is another one that I want to okay. shout out to. Amazing. Well, yeah, I, I, um, some of those I already know, some of them I don't know, but I love stand-up comedy too, so yeah. I'm gonna look all these up. Okay. Listen to it while I cook, that's my favorite thing, listening to podcasts no or like comedy stuff while I'm cooking, yeah, I love it. Have you thought about doing stand-up yourself? Um, I have thought about it, I know, I love to watch improv a lot, and I wanna, mm-hmm. I know like, if I ever have money to burn, which I do not have now, mm-hmm. but eventually I wanna like, do like UCB classes, I would mm-hmm. love to do that, and um, maybe start there first, where mm-hmm. I'm like, learning, and then, Try stand up comedy, but I think I would love it eventually. But I'm not at that point. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have fun with it. Yeah, like, I feel like if you have the itch, yeah, scratch it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mm. You know, give it a try sometime. Yeah, it's something that you want to do. Yeah. What, what do you see yourself doing after this? Like after this? Or? Yeah. Oh, besides this. Um. Well, so my passion has always been food, but. Um, for the longest time, I've worked in restaurants, right? And then I went to Tasty, and so now I know about more about marketing and business and like media, which I love. Yeah. But like, I kind of always want to mix them. So like, my end goal is to own restaurants, and then also to um, like have my own little production company where mm-hmm. I can one market my own restaurants, like for, like you know, photos and videos and stuff. But also, I, I love storytelling and like um, like narrative film and TV and stuff. So I want to like create TV shows and movies about um, like people that work in food, especially mm-hmm. like women and queer people in mm-hmm. food. And um, just like, you know, like a, f- um, a drama about like food lobbyists in DC or okay. like, a, a, like a family on a Midwestern farm in nice. the middle of the country, right? Nice. A comedy maybe. And like, I want to be able to like mix both the media and mm-hmm. like storytelling comedy um, with like real food where like I give you a burger, you give me $10. Like both those okay. types of like business transaction. And uh, yeah, so after this, um, my goal is to just kind of keep creating. I'm like at a point where I'm like testing things right yeah, now. Yeah, what yeah. works, what doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And the goal is to eventually be able to create some kind of food TV show and um, be able to start telling stories about people in food. Like, that's important to me. Yo, I wish you the best of luck. I know you could do it. You, you and I both know like we, I feel like you and I have like a little push, a head start. A head, we're ahead of the game. Yeah. Because there's things that we know about the internet that the average man does not know. Yeah, very true. You know, so I feel like you're ahead of the game. You, you, you're going to be successful everything you do. You have a good heart, big heart. And then you're like, you're such a good person, you know. Thank you. So that's, a, that's one of the main reasons I'm here because we I know who you are. Thank you. You know, so I'm here for you. Whatever you need, you're going to start that rep- restaurant out. You need somebody to push for that shit. I'm there. And then you come and you get free I'll food. I'll be there. And you get free food. A word? Definitely, I'll be there. Definitely. Um, okay, wait. So now you ask me, but now, so like, now I know obviously you're like, obviously you're comfortable at BuzzFeed. You're doing great there. And you're doing your stand-up comedy gig. But like, what are your like next steps? Like, what are you hoping for? The, the next step is to start my own production company. Yes. With my sister. And, uh, you know, be co-owners of it. And, uh, you know, um, and then start writing movies, creating, producing movies. Uh, right now, we we will we need to focus on social media, yeah. and, and having that engagement with our audience and producing short little films for our yeah, own yeah. selves. But uh, I want a Netflix special, though. Yes, I, I want a dope ass Netflix special. I want to see somebody. I want somebody to see a Dominican out there. I want Dominicans yes. to be like, oh my god, there's a Dominican with a the Netflix special. You know? Yeah. You know, and uh, I just want the next generation to feel inspired. You know, I want my family to feel inspired, and you know, and. That's the next step for me. Well, you already have an in with Julissa at Netflix. I, I, know, I know, I know. She better hook me up. Yeah. Julissa, I told her, 
And Jaleesa promised me. She's like, Adiel, I'm going to throw that rope back. I'm like, you better throw that rope back. Remember, I've been there for you. <laughs> That's my homie. Jaleesa is oh my, my God. homie. I'm so did. excited when that show comes out. Yeah. I actually, she brought me on set. Tell she us brought, everything. She brought me on set. She was like, let me. And I was like, I just want to see you do your thing. I just want to yeah. see you and your element because you earned this shit. Yeah. Before Julissa started at BuzzFeed, I remember I pulled off to the side. Now, Julissa, let me tell you one thing. You're super talented. Yeah. And I don't know that somebody hasn't discovered you. Yeah, I know. And it's I'm bonkers. like, and I was like, you're going to be big in the future. Trust me because you have the talent. Yeah. I told her straight up like that. Yeah. We didn't even know each other like that. We just did one video together at that time. And we was just driving home. She was driving in my car. My, my little old Acura. And like, yo, you're going to be big. I tell you, you're going to be big. I didn't even know her like that. Yeah. And then we became really good friends. You know, I'm, I've always been rooting for her from the very beginning. Yeah. You know, you know that you always got to help your people out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, once we... Um, once we met, we just hit it off. Yeah. You know? She's one of those people that just, like, fills up a room with her whole personality. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. The entertainment business is a tricky thing because we meet a lot of people that will root for us yeah. and and really inside they feel a little jealousy. Right. A lot of times, I'm pretty sure you've seen it around yeah. a lot. And, and, you know, I always wanted, for her, I wanted always to protect her from it. I can't do that, but I was like, you know, that's like, I feel like that's family. She reminds yeah. me of home. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, I always want to make sure that she knows that she's loved and that she has this support no matter what, that yeah. wants her to win no matter what. So uh, my goal as her really close friend is to keep her focused on her craft. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Does she, yeah. does she when she has like going through like moments of like struggle or strife, does she like text you and be like, Gadia, like I need like some clarification on my life? Or, we talk a lot, we talk yeah. a lot. A lot of times she's, she's so strong, she's a strong woman. Yeah. I know that she sometimes feels a certain type of way, but she would never voice it to me because I, I grew up with Dominican women, so I know how she is. Yeah. So sometimes I send a text, uh, I make sure like she's very like, go, 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 go. And so every time she wins or something, I'm like, we gotta have to celebrate that shit. Yeah. Oh, you got Netflix? We're gonna go celebrate that shit. Drinks on me. Drinks is on me, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Don't yeah. tell me shit, don't tell me something else. Today is your day. Yeah, you know. So, um, I, my that's what you need. You need friends to do that for you. Yeah, you know. You need people to be like, yo, you celebrate your win. This yeah. is a win. Right now, you have your own show. This is your dinner. Views is yours. Nobody could take that shit away from you. You gotta celebrate that. I know? needed to hear that because even though I'm having a lot of fun, like it's a lot of hard work, and sometimes I'm just like, I need a nap. So, yeah. like, I, I thank you. Yeah, take time. Take time to enjoy <sighs> this. Yeah, I want you to win because yo. Man, if yeah. you win, I win too. Right. You know, that's uh, that's my experience of things. Yeah. You know. All, you, and yeah, you, you were saying about like, the jealousy, like, it's like stupid because yeah. if you have friends that do well, like all, um, uh, what is it, a high tide raises all ships. Like, yeah. you know, we all do better if we, as long as, and there's, someone never takes your spot. There's yeah. always more spots. Thank you. Yeah. And I feel like uh, we live in such a social media world yeah. that and that's like I, I haven't been posting too much because I'm noticing a lot of influencers have this God complex. Oh, okay. And so they're like, why not me? It should be me. So, yeah. so if you win, they'll be like, and they'll be like, no, nah, I'm not happy for you. You know, because there's this God complex, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that's going to put it aside. And, um, the thing is, people forget, they, they're socially unaware that yeah. they'll blatantly tell you out loud that they hate on somebody else. Wow. Yeah. So I've seen it plenty of times, like, oh, I'm hating, on, I'm, I feel a type of way, why this person win? 
when I th- that could have been me, that should have been me. Mm-hmm. And they'll blatantly speak this out loud, but because they don't have these social skills no more because everything is social media, me, 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 my following, my yeah, following, yeah, yeah, my yeah. following. And they don't realize that like who's listening who's or like listening? who they're talking about, yeah. like they're, they're, their old friend, You're just like ruining your that friend, relationship. Your yeah. friend, you know, so. Wow. You know, sometimes I take a break, I'm like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you seem to like, Take a nap, go mm-hmm. on a vacation, something else, you know. You win. The, your friend wins, you win. Yeah. You know, if Julissa wins, she's going to throw the rope back. She's going to, I'm going to win later. Yeah. And then I'm going to do good. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Whenever she fucking needs me, I'm going to be there. She's going to win. I'm going to always look out for her. Yeah. Even with my sister. My sister wins, I win. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, you win, I win. You, you, you open up your we restaurant. We all win. Yeah. I, I'm pushing your restaurant. Yeah. This shit got to be good. Yeah. Because this shit is trash. I'm like, God damn, you go, I put my name out there for your ass. <laughs> oh, I better have a rough night on Gabriel's watch. <laughs> you know, but you win, I'm like, oh, yeah. Matthew's winning. You yeah. know, like, always support your friend. Always elevate, yeah. you know? So, um, I was reading something, and yeah. it was talking about human beings. Okay. You know, I always, uh, I'm very picky who I surround myself with. Okay. I'm always big on, on who's going to be my closest friends. And the reason why is... We're a monolith, uh, not a monolith. We're, we're, we have this thing called homeostasis. Yeah. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. So the closest people that are with us, we, we adapt their habits. The mm-hmm. closest friends that I have is, you know, Andy. This is a guy that, that he does real estate. Another guy, my barber, mm-hmm. that he owns his own business. Mm-hmm. And these guys are business oriented. They're doing stuff for their life. Yeah. That affects me. Yeah. They win, I win. Yeah. Because I want to surround myself with somebody that's better than me. Yeah. I don't know what the statement is, but like people always say like, like the five people yeah. that you're closest with are like who shaped you the most. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. So the closest five people there, they, they will affect your life and how you are. So yeah. you surround yourself with people that are better than you, you're going to be a better person. Yeah. It's just called homeostasis. Yeah. If, it, if I wasn't around with my best friend, Andy, yeah. I wouldn't be buying a duplex right now and thinking about finances or thinking that I could have, be an owner of yeah. a, my own production company. Yeah. You know, so that your friends influence you. Yeah. You know, so I want to be that for the world. I also want to be that for you if I can. You know what I mean? So, I love you, man. And also, and, and on the flip side, it's also really important because, like, have you had, like, negative people in your life who, like, yeah. drain you and, like, are, you know, take things out? And sometimes, like, I think, like, Oprah always says it, is, like, if people, like, are tearing you down, you know, you have to, like, sell, have enough pride in yourself and love for yourself to be able to, like, sometimes cut people out who are hard on you to be able to focus on growing yourself. I, I usually, uh, a lot of times people attract that. Yeah. You know, so I don't have that in my okay, life. Good. I, I, immediately when I see somebody that's full of drama or something going, or posting something dramatic always online yeah. or, or every time I'm with them, they're having a problem, even their significant other or somebody, they're talking shit about somebody. I, I, I'm, I cut myself off from it. Somebody's talking bad about somebody else, guess what? I don't talk about it. So now we are kind of like, reaching the end right of the interview um but one thing i like to do is this is the interview's guest book right mm-hmm. so everyone like signs their name and we write how many they did for the game right and then they ask the next guest a question okay so rie was my last guest so she has a question oh, for I love you rie. rie was here yep i love her um okay so rie asks you um she says i always ask this question as an icebreaker but where is your favorite restaurant in LA? Where would you eat at if you were leaving LA tomorrow? P.S. You look like a coconut. Apparently, she said you would know that. <laughs> she knew I was coming. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What? What I was? Did, what I was did. the story? 
I did a video on a man bun video. Oh. And, I, and I had like a, 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 a man bun, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, she said my hair looked like a coconut. <laughs> and it did. I was like, I don't know. I would take that as a compliment. <laughs> I think when you posted that, I like, I hardcore laughed because yeah. I always think it's funny when, when guys have man buns. Because like, you know, more power to them. Like it was yeah, a great yeah. video. But like in my mind, all I can picture with, when a guy's man bun is like them walking away and it, it like bouncing. That's all I can picture. And it makes me laugh. Um, if I was even late tomorrow, I'm gonna be honest with you. I will go to a food truck. Okay. I will not. I'm. I don't. There's no restaurant in LA. I'm like, oh, I'm dying to go eat. Food there. trucks count. Okay. But triple threat truck. Okay. It's a Puerto Rican truck, and they have the, this thing called mofongo. Oh yes. Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, we both have it, but they have. I, this is gonna be hard to say. It looks painful for you. It's hard to say, but. They have the best mofongo I ever had in my life. Shit. Better than any mofongo I had in New York. Better than any mofongo I had in Miami. Better than any mofongo I had in Dominican Republic. Better than any mofongo I had in Puerto Rico. They have, I, I would say they probably have the best mofongo I ever tasted. What makes it so good, you know? like what It's is it? so rich. Like, the sauce like is just perfect. Like okay. So... Triple Threat is the name? It's called Triple Threat Truck. Triple Threat Truck. Yeah. Where in town is it? Uh, they're all over the place. You okay. can see the schedule and stuff like that. Amazing. The best. Uh, uh, I'm not even exaggerating. Okay. We did a video on them, and we oh, did, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was excited because I see a Puerto Rican flag. I'm like, We're gonna t- I'm going to eat food that's just like ours. And uh, when I went, I ate, I ate that, and I was like, damn. This is Life changed? This was amazing, yeah. It's underrated. Well, now I have to go. So, I, what can you, you you can find out where they're going from, like their Twitter or something, or like. Oh, you on the Instagram. You go on okay. the Instagram, but a lot of times they post the schedule on their website. Got it. So they're up, and I believe they'll be in Glendale, sometimes in downtown LA. I don't know, but triple threat truck, I would say, Los Perfect. Angeles. Yeah, you said Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. But if I were to go to San Diego, El Salvadoreño, Salvadoran spot. Ooh, what do what do you order there? Man, I get this thing called casamiento. Okay. Which comes with chuleta. Chuleta is a pork chop. Mm. Uh, it's a bone-in pork chop. Okay. Then everything you order from there is ready, is made at the moment. Ooh. It fresh. takes a yeah. It takes a while, but the whole food, uh, the whole plate tastes fresh. Got it. It's quality. The, mm. Even the owner talks to me. She was like, "Everything's about quality here." Well. I, I, uh, I'm dropping this. You better try that shit, yeah. They should get a notebook. Get a notebook. Sit down and I'm, like write all these. You have yeah. comedians you gotta listen to. We've got restaurants. Yeah. We've got so many things. Reate. Shout out to you, girl. If there was a seven-year-old Gadiel or like a young Gadiel sitting here, A, what would he think of the food? Mm-hmm. And B, what would you tell your younger self? I'd be like, join the Navy earlier. Oh. Uh, I would tell him what I think about his, this food. Food, yeah. I would tell him. I would tell him it's gonna be delicious. Mm-hmm. You gonna like it. The market's gonna crash, son. Buy property, son. Buy property. Two thousand eight. The market's gonna crash. Save up all your money. You're in the military. Buy a duplex right then and there. Just do that. Trust me, son. Trust me. I also love how you're talking right into the food, as if that is. I'm looking at myself like, yo, trust me, son. Two thousand eight. The market's gonna crash. Make sure. <laughs> make sure you just get in there. It doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't matter. You see, that's what I would say. That's smart business advice. Like, I think I wish I could have done that when I was. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> I would have been living rent free. Large. Yeah. Large. Rent free mm. with a duplex. I don't got to worry about anything. Damn, um, I fucked up. Well, hey, but you're doing great now. What are you worrying about? Yeah. You're doing. You know what? You can't change life, can't change the past. All you can do is change your future. Boom. And the future ain't here yet, so all you got to worry about is right now. Exactly.
But you know what? I just want to say is uh, thank you, Matthew, for having me here. Yeah. Show him love. Support Matthew. Um, thank you for having me. I, I, I am so excited. Thank you for cooking for me, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And anything you need, I'm here. I'm at your service. Like how we say, we estamos la orden. Oh. So we're at your service. At your service. So anything you need, man, just call up. I'll be here for you. Thank you, Gary. And also, wait, for you, bud, um, for you, you have your own Instagram, you have YouTube, right? Yeah. So, guys, if you are a big fan of Gaudia, which you probably already are, watch him on Paralike, on Instagram, and his YouTube, as well as, you, once in a while, I mean, you don't want to have too many people go to your shows, you said, but... No, when, no, come to my show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I post, if I post on my Instagram, show up to those shows. Okay, yeah, support him, he's hilarious, also give him your money, and then when the Netflix special does come out, make sure you watch that. Word! Yeah. Ooh. Um, and thanks for watching. Next week you'll see um, we'll have Katie Aubin here. And if you were, whether you were cooking while listening to this, or you were at work, or you were on the treadmill, maybe hoping that you were eating right now, I hope you enjoy the podcast. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Adios. Now let's all have some food, guys. I'm gonna put on my Insta story right now. That's let's do it. On my phone. Let's do it. Dinner Views is created by a small and mighty team. Food support by Cullen Folks and Sarah Johnson, co-editing by Michelle Martin, and the series is directed, produced, co-edited, and has original recipes cooked by me, Matthew Francis. You can follow me on all the social media apps with the handle Matthew Francis J. Okay, that's it. Peace out.